Welcome to the Rebel Babe Cave, where we chat with amazing women within the worlds of sports, fitness, wellness, and business who aren't afraid to keep it real. Every week, we talk careers, relationships, and most importantly, the practice of self-care. Uncensored and unapologetic, you'll walk away from every episode with real-life takeaways and advice. No BS or fluff. I'm your host, Crystal Rose, and I'm so glad you're here. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Rebel Babe Cave, a super fun, casual hangout spot for badass women in the fitness and wellness space. Guys, I am so excited for this episode because I am incredibly passionate about non-toxic makeup and skincare. I'd say it was probably like five or so years ago, maybe more. And I started to learn about all the horrible and harmful chemicals that are in the majority of our makeup, skincare, beauty products, cleaning solutions, detergents, and even our water. Being into health and fitness, it was kind of like a duh moment for me. You know, like here I am worrying about what I put in my body and not so much concerned about what goes on my body. At first, I was really overwhelmed by information, and I didn't even know where to begin to get rid of, you know, or replace things. Like, how do I even start? But before I get started on this episode, disclaimer, I am not a doctor or a scientist. I have simply done research as well as trusted other people's research, but I am going to have a functional medicine doctor on the show. Most likely, it'll be next month, and she is an expert on the subject, and we can dive even deeper than I go in this episode. My goal for this episode is really to just hit you with some education, give you some tips on what to look out for, discuss the subject of greenwashing, which is when companies try to act as though they're safe when they are in fact not, give you some resources where you can do your own research, and some tools and tips to get started on replacing your current products for safer ones. First things first, let me just hit you with some facts. There are over 1,300 chemicals banned from cosmetics in Europe. In the U.S., there are about 11. I think it might be 13 by now, but yeah, (laughs) that's a real jump, right? The question isn't why are European standards so high, but why are ours so low? The FDA doesn't require safety testing of ingredients in these products. In fact, federal law allows companies to omit certain chemicals from their ingredient list. So if they have a proprietary blend or something they consider a trade secret, they can leave out specific chemicals. Many of these chemicals are carcinogens, hormone disruptors, and allergens. So many of these things are linked to cancer and fertility issues. The average person exposes themselves to about 126 different chemical ingredients a day, and most of these are before breakfast. Just by your products. Our skin is the largest organ, and what we put on it can be absorbed into the bloodstream. So yeah, all those yucky chemicals mentioned above aren't just sitting on top of your skin. They are absorbed and basically transported around by your body's superhighway. Kind of crazy, right? Some of the most common and harmful ingredients are parabens, formaldehyde, phthalates, triclosan, and triclocarban, BHA, which is butylated hydroxyanisole, boric acid, sodium borate, and sodium lauryl sulfate. 
Now note that parabens aren't just going to say paraben. It'll likely start with the prefixes propyl, isopropyl, butyl, and isobutyl. This is similar for phthalates as they'll mostly be hidden under the word fragrance. Yes, hidden. If you are ever unsure of an ingredient or you want to look it up to see if it's harmful and how harmful it is, you can go to ewg.org slash skin deep and you can search brands, ingredients, all of that. And it'll give you so much information. So really you can make these decisions for yourself with all of that information. And those ingredients that I listed off to you are just the tip of the iceberg. Those are just the worst of the worst, but there are other ones. And there are some that non-toxic beauty brands will put in their products and they're not quite toxic, but they're not quite non-toxic. So it's really kind of like a personal preference. I know some people that are okay with certain things and then there are some who are not. So really don't be afraid to do your own research, ewg.org slash skin deep. It's an amazing, amazing resource. So speaking of hidden, there are a lot of brands out there that are trying to use the idea of non-toxic beauty, but they're still using the cheap filler chemicals. And this is what we call greenwashing. Common greenwashing techniques are using statements and phrases on their products like natural, Natural is an unregulated term, you guys. It's basically just for marketing purposes. Have you ever seen a bag of potato chips that says natural? Yeah, okay, like what does that even mean? It's a bag of chips. How natural can it be, you know? It is just to trick you into believing that whatever you're buying is healthy. Many brands will also use natural ingredients to trick you into thinking it's a natural, non-toxic product like Amazonian clay, sea salt, coconut oil, argan oil, volcanic turtle poop, whatever. (laughs) And it's their highlighted ingredient. And then they go on to stuff the product full of other garbage. It's like if someone peed on a chocolate cake, would you still want to eat it? No, but why not? Chocolate cake's the main ingredient. (laughs) But yeah, someone peed on it, you guys. So it would be pretty gross to eat. And the same thing goes for having this so-called luxurious, natural-sounding ingredient and then having it blended with a bunch of junk. Another way companies greenwash is by saying that they're cruelty-free and or vegan. When a company claims it's cruelty-free, all it means is that it doesn't test on animals. That's it. Not to mention that in some countries like China, they require that you test on animals in order to sell there. So for example, I'm going to throw them under the bus. Mary Kay claims that they're cruelty free, but they sell their products in China. Therefore, they have to test on animals. They may not test on them in the U.S., but testing on them in general does not make them cruelty free. There are plenty of true cruelty-free brands that refuse to sell over there because of this. They're not willing to sacrifice their values for money. So the same thing goes for vegan. And I'm sure we all know a vegan person who isn't exactly the healthiest, right? Like maybe their diet consists of mostly French fries and dairy gluten-free cookies, but I mean, it's still vegan and it gives the illusion of health. And the same thing goes for cosmetics and stuff. Vegan cosmetics, obviously they're not tested on animals, but they also don't contain any animal byproducts and that's it. So just because a product is vegan, 
it doesn't mean it's not chock full of chemicals. Just because there's not animal fat in your lipstick doesn't mean there isn't lead in it. So saying our products are vegan, that's great, but it's not healthy. It doesn't mean it's healthy. So while I'm not trying to start a shitstorm, <laughs> there are some direct sales companies like Unique and Arbonne and Monat. I don't know how to say that. They claim to be non-toxic and it's just not true. If you look at their ingredients, it's not true. And some of them use the hidden term fragrance and don't disclose what is in their fragrance, which is kind of shady, you know? And of course, you know, they could have changed their ingredients recently, but I somehow doubt that. But that's just something to look out for. So here's where things, you know, they can start to get overwhelming. The most common question is, where do I start? It's no secret that clean beauty is more expensive than the conventional stuff out there. So yeah, it can get pretty expensive to replace all your stuff at once. So I'd say this, start with the products that you use the most often and choose three to swap out to start. Don't wait until you've used them up. Just go cold turkey, toss them out. Once you make that decision and once you get into the routine of using them and you like them and you're ready to commit to more, go ahead and swap another couple of products out. If you want to, if you have the funds for it, if you have the desire for it, go ahead and, you know, do more than three, do them all. But I think three is a good number just to start. It won't break the bank and kind of gives you a toe in the water to see what you like and what you don't like. So you haven't committed to too much. So in my opinion, I would say toothpaste is one of the simpler ones to replace. Body wash, easier, and lotion. The tougher ones are finding skincare because it tends to be a bigger investment, especially if you've got face wash, eye serum, nighttime stuff, lotion, you know, the moisturizer. Like there, it's a bigger investment to do skincare. Deodorant, this is definitely a real personal one in terms of preference. So that one's a harder one usually to replace. And honestly, it took me years to find one that works for me and that I like. And then also shampoo, you know, without the chemicals that make it foam, it's hard to find a shampoo that you're going to love. And plus your body has to go through a detox process, both with the deodorant, which sucks. <laughs> you can have a real tough couple of weeks there while your body's detoxing and getting used to the natural stuff. And then same thing with shampoo, your scalp will detox also. So as far as makeup is concerned, you know, it's a lot simpler to find stuff like eyeliner, highlighters, lipsticks, while foundations and concealers are going to be a little bit tougher because of color matching, texture preference, you know, you might have a conventional foundation that you just love and you like that it's matte or you like that it's dewy and trying to find that in the clean beauty world is a little tough, but it's not impossible at all. It's important to understand that clean beauty performs differently than conventional. As far as skincare, the cheaper options, they're great to get started, but you need to understand that the results might take a little bit longer as opposed to some of the more expensive and more potent options. One of the best affordable options out there for both makeup, skincare, and bath products is 100% Pure. They have a lot of great stuff and a good selection of scents. A Cure is also a skincare line you can find at Target. So yeah, it's super affordable. My personal preference when it comes to skincare, I love Wish. It's W-H-I-S-H. They have awesome shaving cream, 
effective skincare. That's what I've been using all winter long and I've been loving the brightness of my skin and just I haven't gotten any flaky crispies. So I'm so pumped on the skincare, you guys. I also have a code for 15% off. So it makes things a little bit more affordable when you want to go over there and get started. So you can use code rebelbabe15 at checkout and that's at wishbody.com. W-H-I-S-H body.com. Also, I'm a frequent shopper at the Organic Bunny website. So Amanda is a friend of mine. She originally started out as a blog. She was educating all over the place in this realm. She is brilliant, passionate, dedicated. I mean, she's incredible. And she ended up launching a subscription box. So this is a monthly box. You get full-size products And that's actually how I got started with replacing my conventional products. So I subscribed to Amanda's box, the organic bunny box. And every month I got new products to try out and I was able to kind of make, you know, informed decisions and it wasn't too big of an investment. And now she has a full blown store. So she's got tons of brands in there. She has an amazing selection. She gets gift sets around the holidays. Like I really trust Amanda. She has impeccably high standards for everything she carries in her store. Like I said, there are some ingredients that like, for example, Beauty Counter is a popular MLM direct sales makeup company. There are some ingredients in Beauty Counter that Amanda personally does not use and will not use. That doesn't mean that Beauty Counter isn't a great brand. There are a lot of people that use it and that love it, and they're way better than conventional. So if you want to kind of ease into it, getting started with them is not bad. However, someone like Amanda is just not willing to use certain ingredients. So that's just kind of says a lot about her particular standards. So I know that when I shop at the organic bunny store, everything that she has chosen hand selected is going to be very clean and great. You know, I really want to stress, you know, going through this process, it's a personal thing and it's going to be different for everyone. You know, some people might go hardcore, zero exceptions and just no, I'm not using anything that's not clean, clean, clean. And others might make allowances here and there and it's okay I mean, all of my makeup is non-toxic, but you know, when I go and I get it done, my makeup artist uses the regular stuff and I have to be okay with that. I still get my lashes done, you guys. It took me a really hard time to break away from that toxic regular deodorant and I still struggle with that shampoo. It's not about being perfect. It's about doing the best you can and starting to limit your exposure to all this stuff. And like I said, it can be pretty overwhelming. So be okay with starting small if you need to, and you're doing it for you, not for anyone else. So you're the one who gets to say what steps you take to live a healthier lifestyle. No one else. My goal with this episode, I know it's a short one, but I really just wanted to, you know, share my personal experience with you. So if it's something you're hoping to explore or understand better, then you can use this as a jump off point to get started And hopefully you'll try some stuff and like it and completely convert. (laughs) I mean, not even completely, but, you know, start to explore this realm. I really hope that you guys find this useful. 
If you go to crystalrose.com where this episode is, I'm going to link my absolute favorite products in the show notes so you can see what I personally use and what I personally love and where you can get it. Go ahead and take a look there. And also, of course, you are always welcome to add me and DM me on Instagram. I am there all the time, always. And I always reply as long as you're not some weird, creepy dude. (laughs) You can be a dude, just not a creepy one. You know, I'm always happy to chat and answer any questions that you guys may have. Thank you so much for listening. And aside from this episode, I am going to start taking my self-love Sunday emails and turning them into podcast episodes. So starting on Sunday, you will get to hear all of my self-love Sunday emails. They're going to be quick, short, juicy, little bites of self-love, and I'm going to release them daily when we don't have a full-length episode until we get caught up with my current, because if you catch my emails every Sunday, I write them every single Sunday. So once we get caught up, it'll go from the email and also here on iTunes and all of that. So you guys can listen whenever you want. Just wanted to make it a little bit more accessible. I know not everyone likes to read emails or get emails. And I wanted to make it an option for you guys to listen. So stay tuned for that. I love you guys and have an awesome, awesome rest of your week. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Rebel Babe Kate. If you enjoyed it, Don't forget to subscribe and we'd love it if you left a review. See you next week.